I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, here with you another episode of The Standard is the Standard. That's the Behind the Steel Curtain flagship podcast. Joining me as always early early this Sunday, especially for him out on the West Coast. Lance Williams, how are you this morning? Hey, I, I, I'm bright and fuzzy. What's that saying? Like fuzzy tail, fresh uh, eyed, uh, fuzzy tail again. I think bushy tailed is something. Yes, as always, <laughs> I screw up uh, cliches. That's what I have. The cliche killer. Like I'm the cliche killer. Ghost face killer. <laughs> Uh, when I used to wear the mask, and now I'm the cliche killer. I'm there gonna bring the go. mask. I'm gonna bring the mask back, though. I, I I am. I think you have to once the season rolls around. So we have a yes. Uh, there hasn't been a ton of news, but we do have some stuff I want to talk about. Uh, before we get into that, if you didn't know, if you're watching, whether it's live on YouTube or whether you're listening to us in an audio podcast platform, if you didn't know that we are giving a doing a giveaway currently. Uh, We are, and that giveaway is for two free tickets to the Steelers NFL Draft Party at Heinz Field, the Saturday of the NFL Draft. That's next Saturday, and you will actually get to be there when they announce picks four through seven at that location. Um, I've never been personally, but I know that Brian and Dave from the Steelers Preview Show have both been there. They said it's awesome. They said it's a great spectacle, and we're giving two tickets away for free. So here's what you have to do. First and foremost, you already missed one question from our Steelers preview show on Thursday night. You're going to have to go back and you're going to have to listen to that question. You're going to have to email Dave Schofield the answer because we're going to give you four questions. So today you're going to get question number two. You have to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We will check to make sure you are subscribed. 
And then you're going to have to listen to two more questions coming up. One will be on my burning question, which will be on Wednesday night. And then our last question will be on the Steelers preview show this upcoming Thursday. All we ask is that you have to be able to go to the event. Please don't, if, if you want to drive, like we had someone in the live chat on Thursday night say, I live in Nashville. Can I still go? If you want to drive from Nashville to Pittsburgh for this party, this draft party, yes, you can enter into the contest. But if you live out there, Lance in the Bay Area, and you don't plan on flying across country to go to this draft party, please don't submit any answers. We want to give those to people that are actually going to go there and enjoy it. So with that said, hey, hey, go hey, ahead. Jeff, let me, let me, let me interject real quick. Sure. And that's a great point you made about the person from Nashville. I'm sure we're going to get multiple people that get all of the questions correct. A great tiebreaker would be, Who's going to travel the farthest? <laughs> well, that that would be one. We actually have decided a tiebreaker. The final question is going to be one where I don't think anyone's going to get the answer on. It's going to be a numerical question, and it's going to be basically who's closest. I don't think anyone would. It would have to be, I don't know. Dave found some ridiculous question. He actually ran it by me already. I said, I like it. He said a tiebreaker would be whoever gets a, whoever gets close to the number Maybe we'll do prices right rules, closest without going over. But still, um, yeah, make sure you get your submissions. If you didn't hear the first question, you got to go back and listen to that podcast, whether it's on YouTube or whether it's on our pod audio platforms. You got to go back and hear it. So here's question number two. Everyone listen up. Question number two. This year in the 2019 NFL draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers have 10 total draft picks. The question is, what year was the last time the Steelers chose 10 players in the NFL draft? I'll say it again. Since they have 10 picks this year coming up in this upcoming draft, when was the last time the Steelers chose 10 players in an NFL draft? And so if you know the answer, please don't write it in the live chat. Please don't comment on, the, on this video on YouTube or on Behind the Steel Curtain. I will remove the comment immediately because I see when all those get posted. What you need to do is you need to email Dave Schofield. His email address is as follows. Steeler, S-T-L-R. Again, S-T-L-R, super fan dad, all one word, at gmail.com. I'll say it again. S-T-L-R, super fan dad, at gmail.com. When was the last time the Steelers had 10 total picks in an NFL draft? And we've talked about this before with the upcoming draft. We don't think, neither of us think the Steelers are going to actually take all 10 players, right, Lance? You don't think they're going to sit on that? No, not at all. And I'm absolutely lazy, man. I, I just looked up on the internet trying to find the answers. I probably stopped after about five draft classes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to count it. <laughs> I was well, like, wait a minute. <laughs> I stopped. Yeah, th this this one, if you want to do some digging, it's not going to be difficult to find the answer. But remember, you have to get all four correct. So we're kind of throwing you a bone a little bit here. Um, and it's the last time the Steelers chose 10 players. Not that they had 10 picks, but they actually selected 10 players in an NFL draft. So let's get straight to something I want to talk about that is related to the NFL draft. It's an article that it should be publishing here in the next few hours on Sunday. It's my letter from the editor article that I run every Sunday, unless breaking news changes that. Um, 
make sure and I, I Lance just remind me, I will put Dave's email in the description of this video. So don't worry about that. Um, okay. 10 picks, even though we say they're not going to have 10 picks, they're not going to draft all 10, 10 players. Let's assume that they do. Now, Lance, my question for you is the focus on the draft in terms of positions, not specific prospects. Do you think it should be more geared towards the offense or geared towards the defense? I have a feeling I know where you're going to go with this, but I'm just curious as to what you think. So what, what would you say? I think I'm going to surprise you. Typically, I would use your favorite word on the podcast. That would be balance. But I'm not going to use balance because you're forcing me to pick a side. And I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to go on the offensive side of the football. And the reason I'm going to say the offensive side of the football, that doesn't mean I don't think they need to come out of this draft with who they think is going to be their next inside linebacker. I think the bulk of the talent is on the offensive side of the football. I think with Ben Roethlisberger, that offensive line, that you have to make that as strong as it can be. And I'm not saying that you have to outscore teams to beat teams, but I think in the NFL currently, you just need an offense or, excuse me, a defense that's not going to get you blown out. On the defensive side of football, they already get a ton of sacks. I think they've improved their defensive backfield with the acquisition of Nelson. I think maybe if you can acquire another corner or maybe a veteran, you know, in free agency, because we're still in the free agency period, you can bolster the defense that way. But I think you have to make your strength a incredible strength. I'm not saying I don't I, I think they should go totally the Kansas City Chiefs way and try to really just kill people with offense. But I think they need to cater to their offense, give Big Ben all of the weapons that he needs. Because I think that side of the ball is closer to being a dominant side of the ball than the defense. I still think the defense is still a work in progress. You gradually get it better. But with Ben on the back half of his career, you give him all of the weapons that he needs to get the most out of that offense so that offense can get to that magical mark of 30 points a game. I, well, you know, I'm stunned, number one, that you said offense. Cause you're a defense guy and I know you hate on the Steelers defense often. Um, but I agree with you as when I was sitting down to write the article, I was thinking in my mind, well, it's gotta be defense. You've got to focus on defense. And then I thought, okay, I want to, I'm thinking about this year, 2019. I'm not thinking about down the road. I'm just thinking about trying to find players offensively or defensively. They're going to help this team right now. And I thought about the defensive lineup and I said, okay, I believe that Steven Nelson is an upgrade over Cody Sensabaugh. I think you would agree, right? Correct. And I think that Mark Barron is an upgrade definitely over John Bostic uh, and possibly over LJ Fort as well. Um, so I looked at that and said, okay, those are two of the biggest holes on the defense that I feel the Steelers, maybe I'm not saying they solidified them, but they definitely upgraded at those positions. Defensive line, outside linebackers even, I mean, outside linebacker is, is a novelty pick, in my opinion, in this draft. Um, the defensive line, I think, is fine. You're talking depth at that point. 
Um, safeties again, I I'm okay. If they go into the season with Terrell Edmonds and, and Sean Davis as their one and two, so to speak that tandem back in the back end. So really, I think the defense right now is already improved on paper. You go to the offensive side. The one thing that just kept going through my mind is 15 touchdowns. They are going to have to try to replace 15 touchdowns. Say what you want about Antonio Brown and how he's a giant turd and the way that he left. I get all that. But his production on the field were 15 touchdowns. And so I was like, okay, this is where they need to focus. And this totally changed in the middle of my preparation for this article. I, I had to completely change my thought process. And it became evident to me that the offensive side of the football should be not the main focus, but should be a focus. There's some people that say they should have if they draft 10 players, seven of them should be defense. I disagree. I disagree because I think you need depth players on the offensive line and the receiving core. And I think running back, tight end, I am slowly starting to think that this is a unit that honestly they they need to improve on the offensive side. Like you said, you need to get Ben Roethlisberger as many weapons as you can. But on top of that, you have to be a unit that in today's National Football League, which is so geared towards the offense, you have to be able to put up points. Outside of last year's Super Bowl, it's a it's a high-scoring affair anymore. So I actually agree with you, Lance, but the, the question is, is I'm not sure if they're going to be able to find 15 touchdowns in the NFL draft. It's going to come down to Feetner and Roethlisberger to try to figure out a plan to, to really execute and get this offense moving with a different look to it. You agree? I agree, and that gives fuel to the other side of the argument for people who say that the draft should definitely lean more towards the defensive side of football and thinking that because you can't get 15 touchdowns out of the draft, then you've got to take touchdowns away from your opponent and take away take it away that way. But to your point about the NFL now being a scoring league, I'm going to give you the points per game of uh, the top four teams in the National Football League. And when I give you the, the points per game and then I give you the teams, you'll know why this is important. 34.8 per game, 30.8 per game, 30.4 per game, and 27.7 per game. Those teams were the Kansas City Chiefs, the L.A. Rams, the New Orleans Saints, and the New England Patriots. All four teams that participated in each of their conference championship games. Guess who was number five? And this might give even the Steelers were five, which might give even more fuel to the opposite side of the argument. But to our point, I think you have to score points. You have to be in that threshold where New England, New Orleans, L.A., and Kansas City were. You have to be a team. If you're going to compete for a championship, you have to be around that 28 points per game mark. And I think where the Steelers suffered last year, and I don't think it was totally on the defensive side of the ball, was the fact that they didn't score a ton of points on the road. They only averaged 23.5 on the road. That's almost a seven, a touchdown point difference. So that's something that they're going to have to get fixed. But I agree with you, Jeff. I think the contribution of the draft should lean on the offensive side of football. I think you have to give Ben Roethlisberger weapons. You have to get that offense cooking because I know for sure that defense isn't good enough to sustain a team that's averaging 24 points a game. 
Well, if, if you have that chart up of all the try to find the statistic, which was the top five score right, in terms of point points against defensively. So who? Allowed the, yeah, I want to look. I want to see because I'd be curious to see what the top defense was statistically, and how they fared compared. You know, compared to what we just looked at offensively, because I think that you know sometimes you have these defenses that are great. I think back to uh, the 2017 Buffalo Bills, and they had a really good defense. They made the playoffs, but everyone remembers how they got in because the uh, the Bengals beat the Ravens on in Week 17 and all that but they couldn't score any points. I think they lost to the Jaguars something like nine to six or something like that. And that wildcard playoff came. And then the Jaguars came to Pittsburgh and took care of business there. But I just think that you have to complement each other. And so the Steelers last year, I felt that their weaknesses on defense were that they, they, they failed to really stop the run. And that, that should be the number one rule that the number one objective for the, the Steelers offense, every single time they sorry the defense, every time they step on the field, and that is stop the run and make them one dimensional. They also gave up some big plays. I don't think there was as many big plays as, as in 2017, which they were gashed by big plays that season. Um, I, I guess, you know, they just need to kind of take that sack production, which they've had the last two years and they need to turn it into they need to turn it into a more complete effort all around. So Lance, if you were to pick one specific area that they need to improve upon defensively, would it be run stopping or would it be in the secondary giving up big plays? I would say it has to be big plays. I don't think the running game, the way the NFL is played now can beat you on its own. I mean, what the running game is going to do, it's going to limit your possessions because it's going to kill time of possession. But to answer your previous question, the top four scoring defenses were Chicago at 17.6, Baltimore at 18.2, Tennessee at 18.9, and Jacksonville at 19.8. Going back to the four teams that were in the conference finals for the respective, well, excuse me, for the respective conferences, I said that twice. Uh, New England at 20.4. Uh, I'm going to try to find uh, Kansas City was 26.2 which is terrible, but they scored 35 points a game. Exactly. The Rams, yeah. the Rams 23.3, and the Saints were 21.8. I think the magic stat, and I've looked at this a lot since I've been doing podcasts since 2005, it's point differential. The, the magic point differential typically for a Super Bowl championship team is close to a touchdown. If you're in that six-point, if you're above six in point differential, you're pretty much a dominant team. That basically says you're beating teams by a touchdown. And if you're doing that, you're a very good football team. And so that's where it kind of has to be. And ironically, the Steelers were at 22.5. So their point differential was less than kind of that magic six-point bar. It was closer to about four and a half points, meaning you're in tough games, meaning you're not a dominant team because every game that you play is close. Dominant teams, teams that are very good, typically blow teams out. Well, and and that's kind of where you want to get it to. Right. So you want to have your strength, in my opinion, be on the offensive side of the football. Well, and two, if you look at differentials in general, I mean, where where are the two differential statistics that the Steelers failed in last season? In my opinion, run pass differential that wasn't good. Also, turnover differential that was awful. 
And so if you're talking differentials, I agree with you 100% that that plus six and the point differential, depending on what you're giving up and what you're scoring, what your the defense couldn't take the ball away and the offense gave it away way too many times. So you look at those three differentials, I would you know, there has to be, in my opinion, a correlation between the three. They they probably are pretty close to to running the ball more. I'm not saying they run it a lot, but running the ball more and definitely the turnover differential. I know that there's a correlation there because I, I want to say at one point I saw a statistic on Twitter that said that no team has ever won the Super Bowl with it's a, is it a negative a negative turnover ratio or ne- negative turnover margin or maybe it's a double digit i'm not sure but the steelers would have been if they had made the playoffs and gone on to win they would have been that team to have done that it's it's incredible when you look back and you try to figure out how can this team improve moving forward it goes beyond the nfl draft it goes beyond whether you want to pick offense more offense or more defense it goes into how you actually play the game james connor can't fumble the football in key situations neither can juju smith schuster and ben roethlisberger's interceptions have been duly noted on this show multiple times so i think for me the steelers can improve in a lot of different ways and it goes beyond just the players that you have on the depth chart and understanding you know situational football that's something that you heard a lot with bill cower and mike tomlin throughout the years is situational football like understanding when james connor breaks a big run the guys are going to be coming from behind they're going to try to strip the football you can't cough it up so there you have that um Anything on that before we move on to the next topic, Lance? No, I think we hit that. I think we nailed that hammer. Or we, <laughs> we, we hammered that nail. See, I always get this stuff wrong. I, I can't even get cliche that one killer. Right. Yeah, yeah, I am the cliche killer. It okay. is consistent. Yeah. Okay, so. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Next, let's go to some news that did happen this past week. It was early. This was, this was coming off of the heels of Richard Mendenhall, that guy who I had not even thought about or used a, a breath to say his name, probably since he, he fumbled the football in Super Bowl 45. He goes out and he calls Ben Roethlisberger a racist on Twitter. That's why Antonio Brown left. And Ramon Foster and Marquise Pouncey come out and say, look, if you're a former player, okay, if you're a former player and you have a beef with the team, then please send us a message. We'll get you hooked up. What were your thoughts when uh, Foster took to Twitter and said that? I think calling someone a racist personally is a very inflammatory accusation. And unless you have strong evidence to prove that, you need to not say that. I think that's pretty loose, pretty irresponsible on his part. But to Ramon Foster's point, and let me read some of that. I think he was spot on. And this goes back to me just being older, uh, probably than a lot of our listeners, and older definitely than any professional athlete currently playing. Look, if you have a beef with a person, chop it up, break bread, do what you can, 
to hash it out. If it can't be hashed out, you know, then it is what it is. But using social media as the medium to air a beef, it's just weak. And so Ramon said the following, moving forward, any former player or affiliate of the Steelers who has an issue with anyone stealing a locker room, please contact me or Marquise Pouncey or anyone else you feel you can talk to. Whoever you have an issue with, we will get you their number so you can address them. I promise these media takes might give y'all good traffic on your social media outlets, but the guy still in that locker room who you guys still know personally have to answer to those comments. I'll stop it there. He said more. I, I couldn't have said it better. Be a man and, 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 and break it down. Break bread with that guy. Air your grievances out. Either you make a, either you can hash it out or you can't. But using social media is weak. It's just a weak way to do it. You know, just just be a grown man. Talk to the guy or talk to whoever you have an issue with. Yeah, I know. I agree. And we talked about this a little bit on our Steelers preview show. You can go back and check that out on YouTube or on our so on our audio platforms. Um, I just thought that it's it, it's came to the point where enough's enough. Essentially, I mean, you got former players, whether it's Ryan Clark, but it's not Ryan Clark because I think Ryan Clark's different. Ryan Clark, James Harrison now, and they're being paid to give their opinions. And so it's a job. And so they're going to get asked about the Steelers. And, and if they want to keep their job, they have to be honest and they have to give a hot take, so to speak. But some of these guys, Josh Harris, and then you get Rashard Mendenhall. And I know there's been others. I know Isaac Redman got thrown into this after that uh, the piece on Roethlisberger came out. And he he backed off it and said, I didn't mean it that way. But a lot of these players are, you know, they're trying to come out and do whatever they can to get their name recognized, their name back in the news some way, shape, or form. I think he I think he was spot on. I mean, at what point is enough enough? I mean, haven't we beaten the Ben Roethlisberger sucks at life dead horse enough? I mean, my goodness. It seems hey, man, like we beat it to death, I know. It it's a good effect. So uh, you know, so hey, I mean it is what it is. I think you 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 uh you hit the nail on the head. Uh yes, bacon is sin jeff it is <laughs> uh me you guys you guys don't know me and jeff we, we could we could chat each other while we're doing this show and so you know full <laughs> disclosure i'm doing intermittent fasting yes uh, if you're yes. listening to the show or if you're watching it and basically you eat during you know a restricted period of time so yeah. jeff encouraged me to go to noon so i'm going from noon to eight and so man it's tough to do it when your wife is frying up some or baking some bacon man bacon is straight sin that smell of bacon is coming back here boy i want to take these headphones off and go grab three slices but i'm strong yeah. i'm made of steel hey i'm, I'm from going the north side. i'm going 20 hours today man if i would have eaten if i would have stopped eating earlier yes i would have done a 24 hour but i'm doing 20 today so i'm right there with you but you know, it, it's good for you, man. It's good for you. I don't want to get into fitness. That's a different topic altogether. <laughs> fitness and nutrition. As Lance, Lance brings it up all the time. I feel like you want to have a fitness podcast and just ask me a bunch of questions, which is fine. We can do that on another show. <laughs> Steel, call it Steel Fit. It's got a ring to it. All right. The last thing I want to talk with you about today, Lance, is something that we brought up on um, 
the Steelers preview show. And that is that there's three cornerbacks that a lot of people are considering to be at the tail end of the first round talent. Okay. And I know Lance that you don't know these players probably don't know these players specifically. We're talking greedy Williams from LSU, Deandre Baker from Georgia and Byron Murphy from Washington. Am I correct in my assumption that you do not know much about these players individually? I know their names. That's it. Okay. You know their names. So let me give you a quick description of each player to the best of my ability. Greedy Williams is a, is a good, he has good ball skills, good in coverage, more of a press man guy, not a willing tackler. We'll put it that way. Uh, Deandre Baker is more of a willing tackler. He has been described by many as better in a zone scheme than he is man. And Byron Murphy is like a combination of both. He is a very good tackler, has good ball skills, can play both, but he also doesn't lack the athletic. He lacks the athleticism of the others. So let's leave the names out because it doesn't matter. If you were to pick a cornerback, what are the characteristics that you're looking for in that cornerback if they're going to be a first-round pick or maybe an early second-round pick if they decide to trade or whatever? What would be the characteristics you're looking for in this defense now? So again, I don't care about, you know, you don't know anything about Greedy Williams. It doesn't matter. But I just gave you a description of him as a player. What are the characteristics you're looking for in a cornerback? I think they need to be long. I think they need to be able to run. I think their greatest asset needs to be cover skills, particularly in man. Um, the tackling, I think you can work. I think if you just show the want to, I think the tackling is fine. But, but I want a big, fast, strong corner that can run, that can cover. I like man, man, man schemes more I than like man. I like man coverage schemes. Even though the Steelers play zone, I like having a corner that can cover in man if the Steelers want to be flexible in a game or flexible when they play a particular team a la the New England Patriots and you have guys that can play man. I like guys that play corner that can do both but are very good in man coverage skills. Okay. Now, you kind of described DeAndre Baker a little bit. He's taller. Um, he is good. Well, he's not the best at man skills. That's Greedy Williams. But DeAndre Baker has a red flag attached to him, and that's he can be a bit of a turd off the field. Does that deter you from possibly making that pick, even if he does fit the description of the player you want? Absolutely not. I told you. I told you uh, several podcasts uh, ago that that team up north now having six championships, turds are okay. Turds are allowed. And plus rookies. <laughs> plus but we rookies, just got rid of uh, two of the biggest turds in franchise history. Why do we want to bring any more into the organization? Because rookies can't really be turds. Yes, they can. You know they can be turds, but rookies will—they'll be put in their place by vets. They will not let a rookie get out of—they they will not let a rookie get out of hand unless he's a quarterback that wins 15 games in his first season, and you go 15 and one. In. But hey, that could have been—that could have been Mason Rudolph last year. We just don't know. Absolutely, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Keep that jersey in your cart. Yes, I am. I have not. I haven't gotten rid of it. It's still there. I I think that um, it's tough because I, if you look at cornerback, I like cornerbacks that can tackle. 
I like guys that can come down and set. That's kind of why I like Mike Hilton so much. He's a he's a willing tackler. He is not afraid to go to the line of scrimmage and wreak havoc. And at the same time, you have a lot of players that are just. I mean, you watched Artie Burns his rookie year, his second year. That guy would rather run two miles than try to tackle somebody. Jeff, Jeff, let what? me stop. What? Let me let me stop. You know what a you know what a cornerback that's a good tackler is. What? You know what you know what that is. That's the lady uh, that your wife or your girlfriend tries to set up your friend with, it, it and describes her as she has a good personality. Now, oh, come on. There have been there have been good cornerbacks, elite cornerbacks that are not afraid to tackle. Not every cornerback is Deion Sanders back in the day, where we just dive at their legs and hope he catches an ankle. I, I hear what you're saying, but. If you're saying tackling skills first, no, I'm not say saying corner, first. I'm saying that's important to me. Oh, okay. Well, well, you, you well, good personality, corner. <laughs> that's 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 what that sounds like to me. Here's the last thing I want to say about this. You said that you want a cornerback that can play a lot of man. This, but even though that is best with it going against a team like the Patriots, they still don't run man concepts a lot. You know what I mean? I mean, they still are a p- predominantly zone defense team. Does that change your mind? I mean, I understand. Like, I'm looking for a guy with flexibility that can do both because if he can play man and zone and be adequate at both, I mean, that's going to be your best case scenario rather than a guy that excels in man coverage skills and then's asked to go into zone and doesn't know his job. You know who that was? Artie Burns. Artie Burns is a was a predominant coming out of college out of the University of Miami. He was a predominant man coverage guy. He's big, he's tall, he's fast, he can run. Yet he couldn't I like that profile. I, I still like that profile because okay. you know what offenses will do to you is they'll spread you out and they'll dictate man coverage to a particular corner if they think they can't do it. You know that, that that's how they'll get you. You know, they'll occupy your safeties. They'll spread you out, put multiple receiving options on the field and force you to play man. And so I I just love a guy that can play man. I think you can teach zone better than you can teach man. You know, there might be some football guys out there that may disagree. I like guys that can play man, teach them how to play zone, and then we'll work with that. But Artie Burns, I mean, mean, a lot of people would have questioned why. I think a lot of people now have proven to be right that Artie Burns was probably a fourth to third round draft pick, not a first rounder. And if you got Artie Burns in the third or fourth, Artie Burns is not an issue, but Artie Burns in the first is a significant issue. Yeah. And I'm being told in the live chat that I'm incorrect that last year in 2018, the Steelers did play more man coverage than they had in the past. Some said they were ranked fourth in the league in terms of man coverage. So I apologize. Maybe I am correct. Um, incorrect i should say in my assumption that the sealers still played more zone than anything else so um it's going to be exciting uh we have a couple you know things coming up we have a regular week of of content this week next week is when things get real crazy uh the nfl draft is just it's on the horizon it's on the horizon and we're going to be doing some really really cool stuff i i can't forget to talk about this lance because it was on our to-do list for today's show and that was that we have a um, 
we have a, a mock draft going on with SB Nation. I didn't mean to do this last in the show, but here we are. Uh, a mock draft with SB Nation for all the writers that go into you know, all the editors and stuff like that. Basically, we have a giant Google Doc, and everyone goes through and makes their pick. And they're picking on the, the figure out who you want. So it came to my pick, the 20th pick. I didn't reach out to you, Lance, because I knew you wouldn't have known who these guys were. So no offense. I don't want you to take offense that I didn't reach out to you and say, hey, who should we take? Because you would have said, man, I hate the draft. Why are you why are you emailing me this? So I reached out no, to no, Dave. No, no, I would have said I would I would have said John Snow. John <laughs> So I reached out to Simon Chester, uh, writer for the site, as well as Dave Schofield. And we talked and we tried to figure out as it, the Devons were gone. Um and it was it was a toss up between cornerback and wide receiver for us. Okay, do you take a cornerback or do you take a, a high end wide receiver? And Simon was like, "Let's shock everyone because that's kind of who Simon is. Let's screw with the fan base and let's take a wide receiver just to see what they react to." And I said, "Well, I think the feel the the feel from this vibe of this mock draft is you want to kind of pick the way that the team would." And so Dave, who's in the live chat right now or was, he's like, "Hey, what's you know?" I don't think the Steelers would go wide receiver in round one. So he thinks they would go to cornerback. So then we had to break it down. Okay, Greedy was available. DeAndre Baker was available, as well as uh, even some tight ends were still available. Not all of them, but some of them were. And um, obviously, Byron Murphy was available. After talking it out, we decided, and I made the ultimate decision, to go with Byron Murphy in the first round of the SB Nation mock draft. And I know that there's going to be a lot of people that don't really like that pick because DK Metcalf was still on the board. Now that if your DK Metcalf was the giant, yeah, the giant yes, old yeah. miss receiver who blatantly lied to everyone. When he said he has 2.5 body fat percentage. That's impossible. You would probably, he'd probably be in pain all over his body. But anyways, um, he only played in five games last year. I just said, you know, th th there's a reason he's sliding down the board. I was shocked no one had taken him. So we passed on DK Metcalf. And there's probably going to be people that say, oh, my gosh, Jeff's an idiot. And it's not the first time I've been called an idiot. And it's not the last time I'll be called an idiot. But we went with Byron Murphy. We went with the cornerback from Washington. He had four interceptions last year. He has good ball skills, good tackler, plays man zone coverage. If that was their pick in round one, Lance, your reaction would be? I'd be pleased with it. You, okay. you can't go wrong with getting a solid cornerback. Now, if you had said long snapper, I'd be upset. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. Upset. Or if you had said Jamie Lannister, because he has one gold hand and he can't use that hand uh, when he plays football. So if you had said Jamie Lannister, I would have been upset as well. In other words, folks that are listening saying, what kind of analysis is that? Lance doesn't know these players. He is just a read and react kind of guy. He's going to wait until the draft. He's going to check out who the Steelers take. Huh. Then he'll go watch some film on those players. He's just Pretty not much. A, he's just not a guy. And I honestly, before I became the editor of the website, was the same type of guy. I would watch the draft mainly the first round. And then afterwards I would say, okay, who did the Steelers get? And I'd look at the list and I'd do some research and find out some information about these guys. We're both, we're just not, uh, we're just not draft next. A lot of people are, and there's nothing wrong with that. We're just not draft next. So yeah, my approach is just 
I mean, we we don't have to guess on this. That that's always been my approach. With with with, I'm not an evaluator. I don't I don't have to guess. I I am a once you put it on on tape, you put it on film. I can then evaluate after that. I might as well just evaluate you after you actually play professional football, not college football. We'll, we'll see how it works out. Well, that that's a good question because you watch more film than I do. Like, how much stock do you put into college film? Because it, okay, so let's say Byron Murphy's the pick. And so, so he's in the Pac-12, not a strong football conference. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dig at him for being a cow bear. But anyways, um, you're watching this film, and you might see some interceptions. I mean, you have to take that with a grain of salt, right? Because he's playing yeah, against college, a subpar competition. Yeah, yeah, college is hard to tell. I mean, with the wide hashes, college is just a very different game. It's really hard to evaluate players, and I give guys a ton of credit in the NFL. The games are different. I mean, with the wide hashes and the way you can run offense in college, I mean, it's just very different. Cornerbacks traditionally in college, at least in the last five years, have really been really bad. I mean, because you see passing offenses just ringing up defenses, getting at them and just really killing cornerbacks. So you have to really, you know, a corner in a lot of positions, look for physical traits that you think you can mold. You're really just projecting because it's really hard to tell because college is such a different game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And that's, I think, the last thing I want to say for the show is that people think this is easy for like the for Kevin Colbert and company in the scouting department. It is not easy. It is really difficult to try to find good quality players in the back end of the first round every single year. And so you have guys again that like look at like Bud Dupree in Kentucky. Okay, he was just running around guys, had no idea what he was doing. The offensive tackles he was going up against, anytime he played against a really good one, he didn't do much. And then he goes to the combine, he lights up the combine. Look, it's not an easy thing. It's not something, I think everyone feels like it's so simple. Oh, look at this guy, he had a good combine. Look at that guy, look at what he did in college. As Lance just said, the college game is so different. So different. So it's it's a challenge to try to find these players. If they, if they draft a guy that doesn't pan out, they're not alone. If you take a look at the website, uh, there was some really good fan posts by one of our, our writers, which, by the way, if you've never been to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, if you're someone that likes to write about the team and you're not part of the front page writing crew, which is my staff, you can obviously go into the fan post section and you can post whatever you want about the Steelers. You can write articles. And one guy did a breakdown of Kevin Colbert versus other general managers by position and how many players are still like, are not on the team anymore. It's people want to bash this guy for like defensive back. It's not as bad as you think. A lot of these teams, they're swinging and missing on, on talent as well. So it's not simple. It's not a, a simple science, so to speak in terms of, going through the draft process and figuring things out. So with that said, Lance, anything that you have to end the show with to speak to Steeler Nation with this week? I do not, but I know where I will be at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
today? Yes. Where is that? Watching Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, well, that's not my cup of tea, man. So I, 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 I'll be. I, I, I know, Jeff. You, you are, you are pop culture light. Like, <laughs> have you ever seen Star Wars? No, no. I've said that before on our previous. Yeah. Uh, I've never so, seen any of them. So it's not just like the new ones. Um, I know they exist. I just. Okay. No Lord of the Rings. Any of that stuff. Negative. Negative. No, on Harry, that one as well. no, no Harry Potter. Nope. No Jurassic Parks. I did see the first one. I was, I read the book first and that's why I saw it. I was very intrigued by the premise of the DNA found in mosquitoes. They were hardened by the, I thought that was really interesting as more science driven. Never saw another one after that though. How about like E.T.? Yeah, I have seen that was years ago. Only saw like once though. Not really mine. Okay, you, okay. So you you saw a couple. You probably saw <laughs> you probably saw Titanic. You you probably went on a date and went to see. Yeah, Titanic. that was yeah, that was high school, man. <laughs> <laughs> see, <laughs> oh come on, man. You could never live that down, man. That that like you that, did, like you never watched Titanic. Uh no, because I knew oh, what happened. Well, yeah, everyone knows what happened. You go with a girl. You go with a girl. You don't always choose the movie. Okay, no, I did not go see Leo. Oh, Leo! <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I did not. Now, Ken, Ken is asking me if I've seen the Goonies. Yes, that's a okay. Yes, Goonies is a great classic. movie. That's a classic. I have. Goonies I love the classic. Goonies. Yeah, I actually saw Goonies in the movies. That dates me. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Indeed, it does. You saw Lion King, the animated movie. Yeah, never seen all of it. Okay, how about the Avengers? No, no Marvel movies. Well, I I I don't know DC and Marvel, which is which. Um, I have seen the Superman movies. Um, DC. Okay, the Batman movies when it was Christian Bale were my favorite. Those were good. There were okay. some Pits there were some Pittsburgh ties in there. Um, yes, 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 downtown. Yes, absolutely. So, but um, other than that, I mean, like Aquaman. Someone's like, "Did you go see Aquaman?" I'm like, why would I waste two hours of my life? <laughs> <laughs> three, in fact, it was. Bad. Oh, even better. <laughs> three, I think it was. It was really bad. Three. I, I just, I, I some of that stuff. Yeah, I, uh, personally. I haven't seen a non-animated movie in a long, long time. Um, I could sing the songs from Moana. Um, well, you know, yeah, my daughters love a gr the Greatest Showman, so I have to hear that music constantly. Um, that's it. I well, mean, I, yeah. Well, not to make you feel bad, Jeff, for going to see Titanic. I did fall asleep the first time I went to see Frozen. I hate that movie. I can't see. <laughs> They're coming out with a second. I one. actually fell asleep. I actually fell asleep during the credit during during the intro, like the previews before it started. I fell asleep. Did you wake up at the end? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> when it was going off, I went from intro to credits, slept the entire two hours, and missed every scene. And every you, well, scene. the the great thing is, is you didn't miss much. I ended up having to go see it again because my daughters loved it, and we had the soundtrack in the oh, car, gosh. and they sang it every morning. You know, 
So yeah, man, I'm a simple guy. I, I like just watching sports. You know, the Penguins are on right now. I know what the Masters is on right now. It's killing me to miss this stuff. And Lance has been feeding me some news about the Masters here and there as a big golfer. I mean, I listen to sports talk radio every day on my way to and from work. I mean, it's I listen to music during commercials. That's just I, it's what I like. It's it's my life essentially. So there you go. But uh. Now everyone's typing "Let It Go" into the live chat. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good way to end it. So if if you're joining us late, we did do the giveaway question at the very beginning of the show. So go back and listen to it. Um, if you know the answer, email Dave. I will put the just put his email address in the description of the show. And then lastly. Uh, make sure you go back and listen. If you missed the first one, you got to go back to the last one. So, um, Lance, appreciate the time as always. And um, we'll see you next week for another episode of The Standard is the Standard. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.